This is the Main Event Boxing Podcast, and here's your host, Ben Damon. Well, with much of the world in lockdown as the coronavirus spreads, illness, misery, fear and panic, boxing, like just about everything else, is on hold. The biggest bout of the year in this country was scheduled for Townsville on April 22 between Jeff Horn and Tim Zhu, but it has been postponed. The boxers, like everyone else, are practicing social distancing and isolating themselves, and I thought it would be a good time to catch up with one half of the postponed promotion. It is good to talk to you, Jeff Horn. How are you personally coping with everything that's going on? It's good to be on, Ben. Um, times are challenging times at the moment, and um, I guess I'm just, I guess, easing back on training at the moment, but not not too much that I go completely um, off off the wire. But um, it's it's definitely difficult because we don't know when this is going to um, finish and when a potential fight is going to be. Yeah, of course you are a boxer, we know you're a boxer, but um, you're a father and a husband first and foremost. How are the family coping? Um, your two little kids uh, wouldn't have too much idea what's going on, I suppose, but it's a, a challenge facing a lot of people. Uh, how are you communicating? What is happening? Yeah, they don't really know what's going on and um, I guess they think life's going as, as normally it normally would and um, I guess that's the benefit of having very young kids at this stage that they... They don't really know, but she'll want to be going out very soon. If I hope the lockdown doesn't get any worse and that we are stuck at home because she'll want to be going out to the park and things like that, which she normally does, and um, it will get very probably boring for them. Yeah, um, with regard to the lockdown, uh, how stringently are you taking that um, with the kids and um, with yourself as well? Are you are you going outside much at all at the moment? Look, I'm going to a park that's close by, but that's a, that's about it. We're going for a little walks around the neighbourhood, but um, we're trying to keep our distance from people and um, not have any contacts. And um, I guess even even going to a playground or something can be a little bit stressful. You want to wipe things down before the kids use them because who knows? Yeah. Um, so you mentioned you're doing a little bit of training. What, what does that involve uh, at the moment? Look, um, I did a little little workout, which involves some weights and stuff um, today, but uh, really I haven't done much, much training at all the last few days. It's been uh, pretty quiet and haven't gone to the Stretton Boxing Gym and um, just pretty much putting ourselves into self-isolation mode at the moment. Um, I did do a bike, an air bike training session myself yesterday afternoon, but yeah, nowhere near as much as what I was doing before this um, started happening anyway. Um, when you go to the gym, what is it? Is it the usual gym? And is there a, a lot of emphasis, I'd imagine, on, on wiping down equipment? Or is, are you the only person using it at, at this stage? Yeah, I'd be the only one okay. going in at this stage if I was to be going to a gym. So just trying to keep my distance from anyone at the moment, just trying to um, have as little contact as I possibly can with uh, other other people. And will you try and do some boxing training along the way or are you just going to leave that for now? I guess if you do, there's, there's the issues around um, the social distancing. You couldn't do pad work or anything, I guess, but you could 
to be a bit of an ag and, and that sort of stuff? Will you be looking to continue that or are you just going to stay inside? Yeah, look, that, that's a tough one. I was talking yeah. to Glenn about that today and um, I don't have a bag at home, so I can't hit the bag at home and basically I'm not going to Glenn's at the moment, so none of that's happening and the social distancing distancing rule with the the pad work, that, that shouldn't be happening. Uh, so, yeah, not much boxing. It's happened over time, and I don't know how how long it's going to be till I I do start. Yeah, um, would have been the first time for quite a while. I'd imagine that you haven't hit something for for yeah. a period of time. Yeah, oh, I hit, I hit the sack every night. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what do you think then? Will you try and get? Have you talked to Glenn or anyone about trying to get a a bag delivered? I've been to your joint. There's there's plenty of room you could hang something up or or are you happy to have a little break from it for now and just sort of see how long this is going to be the case? Yeah, look, I'm happy at this stage, I guess. I I don't know how long it's going to last for, so it probably would be good to probably organise a bag hung up here somewhere if if, if possible. But, um, yeah, I have no idea (laughs) how long this is going to go for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess everyone's in the same boat, isn't it? Aren't we? That's that's the thing. The the pure confusion and uncertainty around everything that's going on. Um, what about uh, being at home with with Joel at the moment? Uh, everyone's going through uh, a, a test in their relationship at the moment, being, being <laughs> on top of each other. How are you and Joe going? Look, we're all good. We're used to being re- around each other twenty four seven anyway, and. Um, um, the only times I duck out is to to go do training and and things like that. So we're we're around each other a lot anyway, and we get along very well. So we have no issues in that aspect. And um, I guess we'll just keep enjoying the time together while we have it. And um, who knows when everything's going to start back up again? Yeah, um, I actually did notice along those lines. She's doing the love my husband challenge on Facebook at the moment. <laughs> so so um, then we can, how many days does that go for? I don't know, actually. Um, hopefully yeah. a lot. Hopefully a lot oh, okay. so she doesn't forget. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. So what, what's the go? She's just putting up a photo of you um, every day, it seems. I don't know. I don't know if it's every day. I saw it once. Okay. Um, you might want to check back. I think there's another one today. So. Ah, very yeah. good. Yeah, lovely. Um, and board games. I know you and uh, you and Joe play a lot of board games. Is that how you're getting through a bit of the time at the moment? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna have to. We haven't really got into them just yet, but um, if if available, I'll have a friend or something over, and we'll we'll get through a board game because most of them are three four players. So that's going to be the difficulty if we go into full lockdown. That um, we're just gonna have to get two player games to play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's not as easy when we've got um, the kids. It's hard to play games around them at the moment. Um, do you have any advice, Jeff, as a professional athlete for people who are... There's a lot of people in full isolation at the moment and, and probably the majority of, of people are heading that way uh, given how serious things appear to be. Any advice for people on, on how to maybe keep fit in their homes or, or what to do in order to you know, maintain a little bit of uh, a good health in these, in these strange times while you might be isolated? Yeah, look, uh, if you've got a treadmill or a bike, a stationary bike, they're very um, handy things to have in the times like these. Um, they're what I'm using. But uh, boxing-wise, if you have a bag, hanging bag, or you can easily do some push-ups and sit-ups on the ground. Um, that's about all I can kind of think of. Skipping, if you have a skipping rope, it's a good exercise you can get good at, I guess, if you can't leave 
leave home at the moment. But uh, yeah, that's that's about all I've got in my head because I'm used to going to a, a gym or a boxing gym as well. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I guess we may as well talk about how things have been going prior to all of this. You've made some changes um, in your training, uh, some new faces there. Dundee Kim made the decision to um, to end up as your um, strength and conditioning uh, trainer, so you, you've got some new faces. How has that been? Yeah, look, um, I guess a change is as good as a holiday sometimes, and um, I'm enjoying working with these new guys. Uh, they're very smart in what they do, and Working with uh, Chris Muckett, uh, he's just pure strength and conditioning. Um, he's he's played for the Cowboys before, and he knows all about how to get fit and strong. So um, I'm leaving that aspect up to him, and that I'm really enjoying that at the moment. And then I've got Tyrone Tonga, who's a former professional boxer himself, and uh, he's won the Australian title before. And he's he's such a good coach. I feel like he he knows some. Uh, intricate things about boxing that um, are very, very useful and I'm, I'm learning a bit from him as well and, and getting my skills up. So is it the situation now that um, you do all your pad work with Tyrone and then you do the rest of your boxing training and sparring um, with Glenn and at Glenn's, is that right? Yeah, basically, but I do a bit of pads with Glenn as well. Um, so Glenn likes to go through the strategy as well and I make sure I do some pad rounds with him. Um, but, yeah, a lot of my work is bag work, a bit of pads and um, more sparring and stuff will be happening at Stratton. Um, this is a, a massive disruption, obviously, but where were you at? I, I saw you a couple of weeks ago when we were in Townsville, which was a couple of days before things um, really got serious with regards to the coronavirus. But uh, we were there to announce the fight and um, it seemed that you were well advanced in training. You were you were really stepping it up. Um, how did you feel at that point? Where, where did you feel you were at? Yeah, look, uh, training was going really well. Um, I, was, I was pretty much at a good pace to get ready for the, for the fight. Um, um, I'm really happy that I have got Chris Muckett on board because he knows all about um, how training should be and uh, where you should be sitting and what what points and not overtraining and things like that. So um, I'm very, very happy to have him on board and uh, to to kind of keep that aspect going. And I feel like I'm getting nice and strong, but um, now I guess this little hiccup and things, you can't go to gyms or anything. So um, what do I do? I don't know. <laughs> have a little yeah. break, have a breather and... Um, see what what what's going to come of this. How long will you need? Do you think um, if a, a date is to be announced that um, activities can return to normal, essentially, how long do you need in full preparation with access to all your trainers and gyms um, in, in order to get ready for this fight? Look, um, I've said to the promoter Dean Lonigan, I've said to him, give me minimum eight weeks to get ready for this. I need eight weeks' notice. I'm coming out of um, basically isolation and, and not doing much at all. Um, I need at least eight weeks, and, and that's pushing it. I, I, I did it to like the finest line of how 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 much time do I need to get ready? I, look, I'd love to have my normal 10 to 12 weeks to get ready, but um, I'll smash training as hard and as fast as I can in eight weeks if um, if if I if I if I can. So that's eight weeks where you can go to gyms as normal, um, come in contact with people, uh, do your normal training. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and what about um, what about diet-wise? Uh, what do you do through this period? Uh, this is much talked about with you ever since um, <laughs> the first Rafa fight. You'd be sick of it, no doubt. But what do you do um, through this period? Are you stringently um, maintaining the diet that you've been on for some time now, or do you do you give yourself a break? Do you allow yourself to to put on a, a bit of weight and then get it back off, or can you just not do that at this point? Yeah, look, um, uh, it's probably I've eased off it a little bit now. I'm not as probably full on with the diet, but I can't go too 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 haywire either because if I put too much on, then uh, it's going to be absolutely hell and I won't be able to get ready in a time frame of eight weeks. So uh, I've got to be a little bit careful. I can't go too crazy like I would straight after a fight. Um, and eat whatever I want. I've still got to be slightly careful, and we're still talking about getting uh, my meals prepared for dinner at least to make sure that, uh, that that's the time where I'd most likely want to cheat anyway is probably around dinner time where it's easy to just go, oh, let's just get takeout or something. So um, lunches I've got down pat if I can have a sandwich or something, and um, yeah, it's just dinner is the, is the main main option for me that I need to keep going to make sure I've got, Nice, healthy food. How sick of um, talking about your diet do you get uh, since that first raffle fight when it became at this point where everyone now thinks that you're just walking yeah. around eating pizzas three meals a day? Yeah. Look, I would, I would love for that to kind of uh, go away and, and <laughs> not be on everyone's mind, but I suppose because of the whole pizza story, which I never even ate before the, the raffle fight, that kind of uh, blew up. From Glenn saying it, and why did Glenn say that though? He he said he, in the press conference, I was sitting next to you, and he <laughs> said he was eating pizzas. Why did he say that? Because he, I was with Joe at the time, and she had got a couple of slices of pizza, and she was eating it, and he thought that I was eating the pizza. Ah, uh, like okay. he just looked at the table and saw that there's pizza on there, and he's like, oh, like this isn't good. It's just like. You could have just asked me who, why you eating pizza. I would have told you I wasn't eating it. Yeah. Not to say that the diet throughout that camp was perfect. It was definitely needed some work, and I've improved that on the second time I've asked Michael Zarafa. Um, yeah, you did. Obviously, you knuckled down the second time around, and you have so many times through your career making worlds of weight for as long as you did. Um, I asked you about advice for people in regards to training, but it's difficult um, with people stuck at home through this whole period for them to maintain a, a solid diet and not just throw um, all their routine out the window. Do you have any advice in, in that regard? How do you personally um, maintain the willpower in, in more difficult times to, to continue to eat healthfully? <laughs> Look, I'm probably one of those people that's really going to struggle at this point in time. Um, it's going to be it's going to be difficult to eat, eat well, that's for sure. Um, I'll probably uh, Subway will be my friend for a little while, trying to support the businesses as well that might be going under from all this havoc that's happening. So sure. um, eating out kind of is sometimes a little bit of a good thing to do at the moment. But um, I guess I've got to keep in point the diet as well to go well, I've got to try as hard as I can to still eat well and if I can somehow find healthy options on the outside of restaurants and things that I can get um, I'll definitely be trying to do that but it's just um, yeah just sitting back and trying to uh, to live life and have some sort of excitement happening sometimes that's, that's food 
food comes into the mind as an excitement at times like this where you have nothing else to do, but um, really got to try as hard as I can not to think about that. Um, obviously, uh, it's disappointing that uh, this fight has had to be postponed. It's horrific what's going on in the world, but um, it would appear that uh, people who are struggling at the moment are going to, to want some inspiration uh, once we get through the other side of this, and hopefully that is sooner rather than later. Um, do you think that's going to increase uh, the interest in this big fight and the excitement around um, these sorts of activities? You've obviously felt that, that mood of support previously in some of your big fights, but um, off the back of something like this, do you think that Horn against Zoo is going to be even bigger? Yeah, look, I think uh, with everything that's happening and sports being cancelled all around the world, people, once sport starts back up again, people are going to be dying to see something. They're going to be sick of watching replays over and over again. They're going to want to watch new material. And, um, yeah, everyone will be probably glued to television screens watching uh, sports or going to, to venues to watch uh, sports that they haven't been able to watch for a very long time because that is what brings us together sometimes is just, uh, sporting activities and competition and uh, if we haven't had that for a long time which it may be that people are going to be very very interested in whatever sports are getting uh, played uh, out of the, the end of this outbreak um, A bit of talk internationally about uh, potentially some boxing events and the UFC taking place behind uh, closed doors in a studio or, or the like Um does that hold any interest for you? Or do you feel that a fight of this magnitude needs to wait and take place in, in front of that big crowd? Obviously, it's it's been um, scheduled to take place at a stadium. Do you think it needs the audience? Look, an audience definitely makes the, us lift to another level. That's for sure. It's better than, than fighting in front of no one. Um, it kind of feels like a sparring session, I feel like. Uh, but in saying that, uh, I guess who knows how long we're going to have to wait to get that to happen. And Tim and I are both competitors and I guess we both want to get, get the fight on and sometimes it's going to have to be a small little venue and that's the way it's going to be. But, um, yeah, we'll definitely be hanging out for a, a big fight um, in front of a heap of people. Yeah, hopefully. yeah. Um, how exciting was, was that? We, we were there, obviously, at Townsville um, to announce uh, that that's where the fight would be taking place at the new stadium. Um, you got to go along, I think, did you, on, on the Friday night? I'd come back, but um, you went to the rugby league game on the Friday night and saw a big crowd there at Townsville? Yeah, I saw a packed out um, stadium there at the, the stadium that I'd be fighting at. So it was a very good time to kind of picture what the fight would kind of look like there. And it's always a little bit different when the, the whole field is pretty much covered by people as well, but... Uh, it definitely gave me an idea of what the atmosphere would be like, and that's uh, a big advantage to have to have that um, that knowledge and, and visualization that you can picture a crowd. And, and I've done it before with the Pacquiao fight and the Mundine fight. I've fought in front of big crowds like that, and it does lift you to another level. And Tim will experience that as well, so I know I'm going to get the very, very best Tim Zoo when I do fight him. Yeah, um, it looks a, a fantastic stadium, obviously brand new. Uh, what was the atmosphere like there at the um, at the rugby league game and uh, how do you think it'll be for the boxing, assuming that it all does go ahead as planned at Townsville? Yeah, look, it was a, it's a great stadium. Um, it feels like you're pretty much right there on the field, like we're all back in a box 
and it felt like you were really close to the players. Um, it felt like when I was down on the pitch and looking out, out, you can kind of see every seat, like you would be able to see and recognise a person if you were to look out. So even though the stadium fits about, or oh, what was it, about 20,000, um, you could see basically as far out as the seats could go and you could recognise people. So uh, it's a magnificent stadium and how it's built and uh, it would be great viewing to go there for a boxing fight. Um, you spent a fair bit of time with Tim through the course of that week and we did that press conference to announce the fight and another one and things were very friendly. Um, strange, uh, I'd imagine, spending so much time with, with someone you're about to fight. You've got a couple of planes around the place. You had to do a lot of media and a, a tour um, throughout North Queensland over the course of those days. How were those interactions? Look, to be honest... Um, I don't dislike Tim as a person. Uh, he's, he's a reasonable guy, but we're both uh, supreme athletes in our in our field and we're at the top of our game and uh, we want to prove to everyone who's who's the best out of us two. And um, I know how competitive boxers are in general, but us two definitely want the win, no matter how nice we are to each other's face. We're definitely, definitely not going to be very nice to each other come time for the, for the fist to start clashing. Do you feel that maybe that all that pleasantness that we've seen so far will disappear, say, in fight week and as we get a little bit closer, once you blokes are making weight and um, starting to really focus on this fight, do you think some of it falls away or do you think that that respect and um, and this quieter style of promotion will be maintained? Look, I don't know, to be honest, uh, how things will go. I don't know how... I guess it depends on how that those guys will react to things as well and how their their tune might change. But um, I've been like this throughout my whole career. Um, I'm very respectful for my, for my opponent because I know what they have to kind of go through. And um, I know that they have to get punched in the face by me and, and it's the same back to me. I know I'm going to get punched in the face probably from the person across from me. So... Um, I'm always very respectful and um, it, it costs nothing to be respectful to your opponent. And um, I think that will continue uh, with the type of person that Tim is. But look, if it doesn't and uh, it starts to become a bit bit nasty, then I guess that could be good because that, that makes us Australians interested in something is a bit of fire in, in the belly. Yeah, speaking of which, um, things fired up last time with Michael Zarafa. I don't know if you've been in touch with Michael today. It's his birthday. Did you know? Yeah. Um, I think I did see that on Facebook, actually. Did you send him a message? Happy no, I haven't sent him a message. Oh, okay. Message. Well, I didn't no. get a message. I didn't get a message for my birthday. My birthday wasn't so long ago. Would you actually send Michael Zara for a birthday message? That is that. No, I don't yeah. think we have that type of a relationship. No, I do. <laughs> All right. No worries. I'll, I'll ring him and tell him that you've said happy birthday. So, okay, uh, thanks. That'll be, yeah. Um, <laughs> happy birthday to Michael Zaraffa if he's listening. There you go. Yeah, there you go. That's have, nice. Have Very nice. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> um, mate, do you think you'll ever get back in a ring with Michael Zaraffa? Oh, that's not a very nice birthday present to give him. For me to say no, <laughs> that it probably won't ever happen again. And I don't think that... I think I've, that was a chapter and it was a very telling chapter in my career so far, but I don't think I'll be going back there. There won't be um, a trilogy. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, during this this little period, the break, do you think you'll watch um, well a second of the fights again? Uh, is that something you'd have another look at? Look, that's probably, it's probably a good time to, uh, especially if it goes into full lockdown. I'll have plenty of time to kind of 
be searching the internet or going through old videos that I have and going over plenty of fights that I've had in the past and um, I'll definitely be watching the ones that I've lost in because I'll be looking at what I did wrong and that was mainly probably fitness, uh, wasn't up to scratch but a lot of technical things as well I'll be trying to improve. I see you'd be more inclined during this lockdown to look at the two losses in your career than to have a look at, at some of the wins. Yeah, yep, I think so. I think I learn a lot more from watching the losses than I do the wins, and uh, it really puts that fuel in the belly when I go, damn it, I, I, I should have done that better or I should have been fitter there, and uh, that makes me want to train harder for, for the next one. So the losses are definitely the ones that motivate me more more so than the wins. How many times have you watched your fight against Terence Crawford? Oh, I don't know. Probably not that many, actually. Yeah. Probably only a few times. Yeah, um, and what do you see? What, what was it when you were looking for things you needed to uh, work on? I was, I was just too predictable in that fight, to be honest. I was too... Like, I knew I was going into his territory. I was going to his country. And yeah. I was pretty much trying to take the title from him. Yeah. You know, I was the I was the one with the title. I knew I had to be dominant in that fight or I was still gonna be giving it to him. So I was just too too predictable coming forward and he loved it and he outboxed me very smartly um in that fight. Um what about other fights involving yourself uh through your career? Is there any is there anything that really stands out? There's plenty that people talk about as um defining moments for you, the Sam Columban fight where you knocked him out in the first round mm-hmm. um, in 2013 or the Ben Rabar fight maybe uh, where you stepped up um, and outpointed him in Perth. Uh, yep. What about the, the th- those and others? Uh, what are the standout fights as you look through your uh, Look, I think I boxed very well in the Rico Mueller fight. Yep. I had an absolute... Uh, had to put on a clinic in the Masawi fight. He was yep. a... He was a very, very good boxer and had to make sure that um, I, I followed a very good strategy in that one is to take that away from him. And, um, yeah, I'll be watching probably a couple of the knockouts back. I'll be watching the Sam Columban one back probably a couple of times and watch the Mundane one. Um, I enjoy those ones, I yeah. guess, as well. But uh, definitely the Masawi and Rico Mueller are the ones I feel like I, I was definitely on point on the, in those fights. Yeah, the, the Rico Mueller fight is one that always stands out for me. It's, it's probably your best boxing performance. I think you stopped him in round nine. Um, it was live on Fox Sports. And a, and a big night for you as well as you headed towards that Manny Pacquiao fight. I think you had one more. I think Ali Fenaker. And then it was yeah. Manny Pacquiao after Mueller. Um, he's back in the country. We, what he was, at least, until all of this. Uh, Rico yeah. Mueller doing some sparring with, with Liam Parham and the like, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. And he came to actually my session with... Tyrone and had a little watch for a while. And oh yeah, quite quite impressed, and he's actually good to see him. He's a really nice guy, and haven't had too much to do with him outside of that fight. But um, I really enjoyed his company and our chat that we had after. And yeah, he's he's quite a nice guy, and I guess that's not something you can kind of say about someone really. Once you fought them, you normally can be pretty pretty against them, whether you've won or you lost. But yeah, Rico Mueller was quite a nice guy. Yeah, he went on a run of um, wins after he fought you. I think uh, I think he had five or so wins in a row after that fight. So uh, got back uh, in a decent position. I mentioned Liam Parrow uh, 
there for a moment. There's, there's huge things uh, on the horizon for him, potentially a, a world title fight. I know they're talking with Frank Warren about um, uh, potentially having a fight with um, with Jack Catterall or, or the like for a version of the world title. Um, things are going very well in Queensland boxing. Liam Parrow um, doing exceptionally. Someone you've done a great deal of rounds with um, in the lead-up to your fights against Southpaws. Um, how highly do you rate Liam Parrow? Look, Liam Parrow is definitely got a lot of talent in him, that's for sure. And he's, as far as I've seen, he's he's a hard worker and um, he's got good people be around him. So uh, he's definitely got the mix there to, to go all the way. And uh, I wish him all the best because he is a good guy. And um, yeah, he's got this, this big opportunity that could be coming towards him. And he's he's very close. He's high up in the rankings. What is he, two, two now? Yeah, is he two or... Or is he one? Yeah. Anyway, he's right up there. Yeah, he's yeah. right up there. He's going to get a world title crack very soon, and um, hopefully, he's got that experience under his belt. He's definitely had a couple of recent fights that has given him great experience for the world title. But uh, whether he's had enough, it's a good question. I hope he does because he's he's definitely an exceptional talent, Liam, and um, he can definitely go places and get that world title one day. And um, Liam Wilson's the other one, uh, 24 years of age at the moment, just six professional fights, but um, they're rushing him along. And you would have seen uh, his most recent fight against Jesus Guadro um, on Fox Sports. Um, just an incredible performance. Uh, how impressed were you with, with what you saw from Liam Wilson? Yeah, Liam Wilson, he's growing um, exceptionally fast. Uh, he is getting pushed along, but um, I guess he's confident in in himself as well, which is what you need. It's exactly how I was when I was um, uh, building up through the ranks. I very quickly went for the Australian title and um, then was fighting regional titles very, very quickly and had a few regionals before I fought Pacquiao. So um, that's what Liam's got to do. He's got to have the, the harder fight to kind of prepare himself for the, the champions out there. And I think he's well on his way. Um, he's probably way further along in his career than he would have been if he didn't take the risk. And that's what you got to do in the boxing game. Sometimes you've got to take some risks and, um, yeah, you've got to make it to the top in, in that way. For those that haven't seen it, um, uh, we did put up the, the knockout, Liam Wilson against Hazes Quadro on the um, main event Facebook page, and um, you'll see it variously online. But, uh, yeah, what a what an incredible performance from someone having just their sixth professional fight against someone in their um, 25th, I believe, in Quadro. Um, looking into that fight, looking ahead to that fight, did you think maybe it was one that he'd have to really dig deep in? Um, did you expect him to essentially just batter Quadro and stop him like he did? Look, no, I probably thought it was going to be a, a bit tougher fight for him, actually, and um, he was very impressive, and he kept his composure throughout that fight, and he was able to land that beautiful hook that he did to, to stop the fight. And, um, yeah, I congratulate Liam. He's he's definitely on the upwards, and he's exciting everyone around him, and especially the fans, and um, I'm excited to see where he goes to next. Must be good for you as well, knowing that you've essentially blazed his path for a lot of these guys, particularly someone like Liam Wilson, who already has um, fought on your undercards on a number of occasions, was scheduled to fight on the uh, the undercard when you fight against Tim Zhu as well. Um, you've essentially given the platform to, to some of these guys. Yeah, look, Liam, um, he's doing great things at the moment and uh, it's great that my win, my win against Pacquiao has kind of blown an Australian boxing 
kind of back into the limelight a little bit and uh, me and Liam have got a mutual friend that we um, we have as a supporter. We have Phil Murphy from Oxmire Properties that supports us both and uh, that's how we're linked as well and we've had plenty of years together in the amateurs and uh, I've seen lots of great things from Liam in the past and I'm excited to see the great things that he can do in the future. Um, pretty good time in Australian boxing as well. You've been following the journeys of John Bataille, Brock Jarvis and um, and various others. Uh, who's got you excited at the moment? I know you don't watch a great deal of boxing, but um, <laughs> you'd watch you'd watch um, you'd watch these young guys. Uh, what are your feelings on on how things are going for them all? Look, they're they're all doing exceptionally well. But yeah, the two Liam Liam Parra and Liam Wilson, they're definitely ones I'm I'm excited to watch those two and. Um, Jai Opatia, he's um, very close to a world title shot. They've even been talking that I've seen. I don't know if it's um, rubbish talk, but I guess it could very easily happen if Pacquiao comes here that he gets a big world, uh, big crack at it, someone very decent overseas and to come to Australia. But uh, they're they're probably the the top guys that I'm kind of watching at the at the top level at the moment, and um, very excited to see how they go. Um, internationally, you're obviously campaigning at super uh, welterweight now after having your, your brief period there at middleweight and um, having most of your career at welterweight. Have you had a good look through the super welterweight division as to who um, could be someone you'd like to target uh, as you go along? Obviously, you've got people who make those decisions for you, <laughs> but um, have you had a good look at the super welterweights or, or, or are you just looking at yeah. things and then seeing what happens? Yeah, to be honest, that's, that's all I'm doing. I'm just taking the Tim Zoo fight to this stage and then we'll see what opportunities come up after that because I feel like boxing is such an unknown sport of uh, what direction you go in and um, I try not to, I've learnt not to kind of bury yourself into something and, and think that it's going to happen and then it will completely change so um, I'm just kind of taking each fight as it comes at this stage and we'll see what big opportunities come up after this fight with uh, Tim Zoo. Did you used to do that? Have a look at rankings and paths and who was where and champions you'd like to face, and, and then just found that they rarely sort of went in that direction. Yeah, a little bit. Like you'd go, oh, like you want to kind of fight this guy, fight this guy, and get a world title. But you might be fighting like five or six guys before you get a world title shot and things like that. So I just I just learned to kind of be more laid back and. Um, listen to the the matchmaker and the trainer and the promoter and just go. They think that this this fight's the next step to to get uh, more world uh, well more ranking points and to go up the ladder. And that's all I did. I just focused on climbing up the ladder rung by rung and taking it step by step and making myself a mandatory if um, I was not to get a world title shot earlier. And that's exactly what I did. All right. Well, thank you for the chat, uh, Jeff Horn. Um, stay well. Uh, stay isolated. Keep well, and we'll um, we'll talk to you again soon. Any advice for people listening on um, anything you're watching at the moment? You got a series or some movies you've been uh, having a look at in recent days that some uh, people should catch up on because people are desperate for um, some advice. <laughs> look, I'm I love watching Survivor, and I'm watching this. The two series at the moment. There's an American series going, and then there's the Australian Survivor. So they're the ones. I think there's only one left of the Australian one. So uh, sorry about giving you that that late notice on that one. But maybe look them up, and you can catch up on all those. But there, there. I love watching that. And 
that's about all, really. I'm watching probably a couple of shows on Netflix, but nothing too fantastic that I would actually recommend. Yep. Okay, and, and everything else on Fox on Fox Sports, no doubt. Yes, exactly. Yep. Okay. Thank you very much, Jeff. Yeah. Um, stay well, mate. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Ben. See you, mate.